So if you guys remember, we were in Romans 12. And Romans is not written to an individual. But it's written to who? To whom is Romans written to? You got to answer or we won't go forward. Einstein. To the church, right? To the church, to this, not one individual, but a group, a family of God, a multi-ethnic family there in Rome that Paul is writing to. And if you guys were here last week, we experienced that in a different way. During the service, as we set up the tables and we all gathered around the table, facing each other, looking at each other, to take communion together. It was different in how I was aware of myself. Sitting at the table, everyone was looking at me. Everyone could see me. We were participating there together and I was very aware of myself and maybe as y'all were there too, it was a little uncomfortable. Like We're not all facing the same way. We're actually facing each other. And maybe you were very self-aware. But then you were also very aware of those sitting next to you, those sitting in front of you, those sitting to the side of you. We were aware of each other. We were together. We were together to offer our body, to offer our lives as one, as one holy and pleasing sacrifice to God. And that requires us that requires us to think in a new way. That requires for our minds to be transformed by the gospel. That we would think according to the kingdom that is coming. And remember, that kingdom often doesn't make sense in our heads. It's often the opposite of our our common sense. It's often the opposite of our cultural sense and how we see ourselves and how we see each other. But if, if our shared life that demonstrates and proclaims the kingdom, if that is a part of God's good and pleasing and perfect will. If that's a part of His will for Livingstone's Piedras Vivas, then we have to start with how we see ourselves and how we see each other. How do we perceive? How do we assess ourselves? And how do we perceive and how do we assess each other if we're going to share this life together and if together we're going to make one sacrifice. I want us to read Romans 12 verse 3 through 8 as Paul continues. I'll read first in English and then actually in Spanish. It says, For the grace given me, I say to every one of you, 
Do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So I believe that we must see ourselves and we must see each other not in comparison to each other but in connection to each other. As we assess ourselves, as we evaluate ourselves, it has to be not according to comparison, but according to our connection. Let's walk through that. In verse 3, he says, For the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. We have a connection with each other because of the gospel. That is our primary connection. That is how we are connected as a family is because we share the gospel. It says in the passage here in verse 3 that we have been given a measure of faith. Each of us have been distributed to each of us this faith. This, this faith that we have that has led us to repentance. It's led us to think differently. It's led us to respond and live differently according to the gospel, according to the kingdom of God. We've repented because the belief that the kingdom of God has come near and the kingdom of God is being established. That faith has been distributed to each of us as we follow Jesus. We each have realized our need. We each have realized our, our brokenness, our helplessness, our need for a Savior and our need for a King. And through this faith, we share in the Gospel. So what I want to do is bring up some folks. Larry, will you come to the front? Turn and face. Carlos, you won't have to speak. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Christine, can you come up front? Or are you have, are your responsibilities? Most of them are gone, right? Awesome. And then, Isa, you want to come up front? Just turn and face everybody. And then, Samuel, you want to come up front? 
Now, you guys can stand wherever you'd like. I want to give you each a certificate of faith that I am distributing to each of you. You all have received this faith. Stay where you're at. And because of the faith you have, you have a share in the gospel. Each of you share in the life of Jesus. Each of you share in the death of Jesus. Each of you share in the resurrection of Jesus. And each of you are sharing and will share in the kingdom of Jesus. You have a share according to this faith that has been distributed to you. You each have the certificate. You each have this faith. You each have a share in the gospel. How does that feel? Amazing. How does that feel? Samuel, how does it feel? Feels pretty good? The issue is is we tend not to think according to the gospel. We tend not to assess ourselves and assess each other according to the kingdom. Instead, we do it according to the world. We assess ourselves according to our common sense, according to our cultural sense. We make assessments of ourselves and of each other. Now, all of y'all standing up here, you probably feel a little self-aware because everyone's looking at you, right? I mean, you're being broadcast on the World Wide Web. That's intimidating. But what I want to do is I want us to think now like the world. And I want you guys to arrange yourself in order of height. In order of height. Like, like we're about to uh, have the piñata come down. Are you sure? Isa, I think, I think you're on that side. Yeah, she's got on thick soled shoes, Christine. But all right. Now, in order from smallest to a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, and to the, the tallest. Okay. Now, what do you guys think is the best? Where's the good end and where's the bad end? Is it better to be the smallest and the shortest, or is it better to be? Uh, the greatest, the largest, the biggest, and the tallest. <laughs> what do you guys think? Let's decide. Let's 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 think according to our common sense. Let's think according to the world, and let's put them in rank. Let's put them in order of their value, of their worth. What do you guys think? Samuel according to the world according to the culture often according to the church culture Samuel he's at the top Christine you're at the bottom Christine even even on that side of an 11 year old 
How does that feel? How does that feel? How does that feel, Samuel? Does that feel better than it felt before? <laughs> you feel like, not only do I have a share in the gospel, but I am at the top of the heap. How does that feel, Christine? She's at the back of the line. Right? At the bottom. Stay there for a moment. That's what we do. We all do it. But the gospel has a leveling effect. This alignment, this, this order is not according to the gospel. It is not according to the kingdom. Because the gospel would transform how we see ourselves and how we see each other. Because here at the end, Christine won't admit it, but it feels it doesn't feel good to be at the bottom. It doesn't feel good to be less than. And, and now she's thinking that about herself. And what is it happens when she looks to her right and she sees all those in front of her? All those who are greater than her. Right? It changes how she sees herself and it changes how she sees others. When we think according to the world and not according to the gospel. It is damaging for us. It's damaging for our body. And it is damaging for the gospel. Thank you guys. Oh, you can keep your certificate. If you don't want it, I mean... If you don't want it... I won't say what that means theologically, but... Remember, this is written to a diverse church where there were lots of differences, lots of differences that they could assess. And honestly, as we seek to be a multi-ethnic, multi-class, multilingual body, if we are not gospel-centered, if the gospel does not inform us how we see ourselves, how we see each other, it will be a disaster. It would be easier if we were all just the same. But that's not God's design. We all have an equal share in the gospel. But we are different. And as we see as we move forward, we have different functions. We have different roles. Each of us. And we serve each other with our differences as we share in the gospel. Amen? Despite our differences, we have the same need, the same share of the gospel. None of us has a greater share, and none of us has a lesser share of the gospel. Right? It felt different last week when we sat around the table and we were around the same table. All of us the same, in the same positions around the table. There was no distinction. We had the same share 
and the bread and in the cup the same share in the life and the death and the resurrection and we will have the same share in the kingdom of God because by grace through faith we were born into this family so that no one can boast so that no one should compare we're no less, no more sons and daughters we are sons and daughters Amen so we have to begin by seeing ourselves through our common need and through our common share of the gospel then we can see each other with a transformed perspective because we also have a connection to each other because we share the same body we are members all of us are members if we are following Jesus then we have this connection because we are connected to the same body we don't just share the same gospel but we share the same body we are one body our identity is not primarily as independent individuals but as interdependent members of one shared body connected to each other. Look at verse 4 through 5. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others you beat me I'm, I'm not used to that if we believe the gospel if we're living out the gospel then we must we have to accept this connection with each other If you have a share of the gospel, then you have a share in this body, in this family. You can't have one without the other. They can't be disconnected. If you are one with Jesus, then you are one with His body. It's not either or. It is both and. You cannot I cannot flourish without us. Let me say that again. You cannot and I cannot flourish without us. And we, us, right, we cannot function and flourish without you and without me. There has to be participation. 
our mission, nuestra misión, our vision, nuestra visión, our sacrifice, nuestro sacrificio, our worship, nuestra alabanza, God's will for us, la voluntad His de Dios good para and perfect and pleasing will for us, is undeniably connected to our connection with each other. And that goes against our common sense, that goes against our cultural sense, but that is an according to the kingdom, according to the gospel. You cannot be a disciple disconnected from his body. You cannot proclaim and demonstrate Jesus disconnected from his body. You cannot pursue and experience the kingdom of God disconnected from his body. And to clarify, our connection with God is one of dependence. And our connection with each other is one of interdependence. Dependence on God, interdependence with one another, but connected. We cannot be disconnected from God, we cannot be disconnected from His body. But our connection it's not just an idea it's not just passive participation but our flourishing as a body with many parts with many members with different functions means that we all have to actively pursue and be connected with one another so as you see in verse 6 Paul goes on and says we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us if your gift is prophesying then prophesy in accordance with your faith if it is serving then serve if it is teaching then teach if it is to encourage then give encouragement if it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. We each, all of us, have different gifts that we must not be aware of, not just acknowledge but actively actively use in order for our body in order for living stones piedras vivas to grow and to develop in the fullness of Jesus and experience and live out God's good and perfect and pleasing will for us we have to participate. If you're a part, if you're one with Jesus, you're one with this body, we are connected to one another. And it is not passive, it is active. Active participation, serving one another. 
If we do not serve each other with our gifts, and if you are not served by others with their gifts, then we, as a body, are disabled. We're incomplete. We're not able to function according to God's design. Each part each part that has a share is indispensable. I want you to look to your left or to your right. Both behind you or in front of you. And tell that person you are indispensable. Now, turn back to whoever told you that and say, and you are indispensable too. Gracias. How does that feel? It wouldn't just be passive acknowledgement, passive participation, but active engagement, connection with each other, serving each other. Because we each serve a, di a different function that is necessary for our body to develop to thrive and even survive and that all sounds good but the reality for us is that when things are different amongst us it often moves us to see ourselves and to see each other not in connection but in comparison. Right? That's where we naturally move to. We see what's different in each other not what we share. We see how they serve and I don't serve. How they've been gifted and I'm not gifted. And instead of connection, there's disconnection. We tend to make comparisons. We rank our gifts even though they've been given by grace to serve each other. So look at the different gifts that it mentions. Prophesying, serving, teaching, encouragement, giving, leading, showing mercy, What I want us to do is to make a ranking of those gifts. An ordering of those gifts. Of what is most important and what's least important. 
Everybody up for that? Sí. ¿Están de acuerdo? No? No. You all will disagree with me, but, you know, back in your mind, in your own heart, and sort of sometimes as we interact with each other, you don't rank them? You don't think that some of these gifts are more important than other gifts? My wife is being honest. It's natural. Right? It would be supernatural to think differently. To think that we are here to serve one another, that we have need of one another, and that we each have different functions, and they're each needed, and they're each valuable. But in the church, which includes us, Let's just be honest. We have elevated some gifts above others. Giving some more importance, some more value, and therefore by comparison, not by our connection, we see some less important, less valuable, and less needed. Now, if I forced you all, you could take what's listed here, these different gifts, and you could come up with an order. You'd at least have what you think are the most important and what are the least important, and then there's some in the middle, you're just not really sure where to put them. But I'm not going to force us to do that. But that's the way we think. We do this with gifts. We do this with roles. And we do this with people. That's the reality. And we need to confess that. And we need to ask God to transform that in us. We're all needed. We're all necessary. We all share. We're all important. We're each valuable. Each of us is necessary. We each serve a different function. That each of us depend on. We have to think that way. We have to transform our thinking. We share the same body. If you don't participate, si no our body can't fully function. No puede de forma If you don't participate, si no 
we won't live out the design and the purpose that God has for us. And we are each needed. We are each necessary in order to function. I want us to believe that. I want us to agree to that. I want us to affirm that with each other. That we wouldn't just say that. But we believe that. And that we would live that out. Amen. Amen.